Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 152 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools and strategies for helping us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to today's episode. Episode 152 is entitled Seeing Both Sides of Relationship Patterns, Part 3. I thought I couldn't conclude this series on um, relational dynamics and the way we manage closeness, distance, intensity, and anxiety without looking at the idea of emotional cutoff. Emotional cutoff is where we geographically or conceptually, intellectually cut somebody out of our life. That's enough. I've had enough of dealing with this person. Um, and in an effort to manage the short-term anxiety, I stop having any form of interaction with you um, for a period of time or for the rest of a lifetime. Um, and so I wanted to kind of look at this idea of emotional cutoff and, and, and chopping people out of our lives um, for, for a number of reasons. One is that sometimes in an effort to chop someone out of our life, um, and we make this move, I'm not taking their calls anymore, I'm not thinking about them anymore, I'm not going to be in the same space as them anymore, um, then what this can do is it may bring some temporary short-term relief to you, but it doesn't address the underlying emotional intensity um, that, that um, participating in that dynamic with somebody got you to, um, or I don't see you anymore, physically um, or interact with you but you still take up a heap of time in my mind you know because I'm stewing still over you and what happened between us and your behavior or my behavior so even though technically we don't see each other you still rent a lot of space in my brain or I allow you to rent a lot of space in my brain um, so I think the first thing to be said is there there are there are genuine contexts. Um, there are, you know, for for um, going low contact or no contact. You know, if we're talking about highly um, controlling, highly exploiting, low conscience predatory individuals, then yes, you probably are best to um, keep them out of your life as much as possible, if not altogether. But if we're talking about normal dynamics between people and things have gone wrong, then sometimes, as as I mentioned earlier, if we're if we're it's too much to talk to you or it gets too emotionally charged, so the best thing to do is just to get some distance and not interact at all, then we have to be mindful of the consequences of that. Does that mean we're setting up a pattern where um, we find that emotional cutoff becomes quite a common strategy in life? You know, there's heaps of people that I'm no longer talking to or having any contact with. Um, and again, is there something that I'm doing to contribute to that, um, given that this is a relational dynamic and what might I do differently? Um, 
am I chopping people out prematurely where, you know, to avoid the, the, the temporary discomfort of having some challenging conversations? And would that help me to develop, men, develop my, you know, my maturity as a person, my comfort with conflict and being temporarily disliked um, if, if I was willing to engage a bit more in, in um, staying in contact while going through a period of discomfort with somebody? Um, and again, only you can decide uh, what what may be done there. But can we keep conversation open? Can we keep in contact and keep talking and then hopefully find some mutual ground? Um, because again, the more people we cut out of our lives, the more pressure that can put on the people that we have kept in our lives. You know, if our contact pool gets smaller, um, then it tends to be that the in intensity... Um, and, and the neediness and reliability on those that we have left in our life can increase and that then puts pressure on those relationships too. Um, not to mention the fact, as I talked about earlier, if let's say, for example, we, we do some form of geographic distance because I've certainly met people who live thousands of miles away from ex-partners or um, family members that they don't have contact with but are still stewing and obsessing over, or people who have been divorced for 20 years who, you know, within five minutes of a conversation find a way to kind of bring up their ex-partner and, and dump on them a bit. Um, so this is where it also becomes in, more important if we're thinking about modern relationships. Um, you know, the whole idea of monogamy and how, uh, according to Esther Perel, the uh, couples expert, talked about, um, the idea that monogamy used to be f for life, um, but now it's one person at a time. And most adults, um, you know, the norm going forward is that, you know, most people are going to experience two, three or four significant relationships, significant intimate relationships going forward um, in the course of their adult life. And so that means, you, you know, if we don't if we're cutting people out, you know, we're, we're splitting up with old relationships and we're, we're leaving them in highly reactive, tense, anxious ways, then how can the residue, um, even though we don't see those people anymore, but they have a definite impact in a negative way on our relationships going forward? You, you know, the moment our, part, our new partner does something that looks a bit like our old partner, then we're, you know, we're, we're bringing in historical reactions to a present moment that's increasing the intention, the anxiety, and the emotional reactivity, and making it even harder um, to, um, uh, you know, uh, think with clarity and have healthy relationships and learn from previous relationships, not react from previous re relationships in our present relationship. So I think, you know, going forward, we're, what we're going to see is more and more, you know, people creating healthy rituals for really closing off in as much of a integrated, resolved way as we can previous relationships so that they're not haunting us in our new relationships. You know, we're not bringing that emotional intensity into the space, even though I've technically been divorced for three years, um, but yet I, I still stew on that relationship with as much intensity as the day I left. Um, so, you know, how do we get that kind of internal resolution and be mindful that um, I may not physically see you anymore or hear your voice, but I'm just as plugged in as I've always been. <laughs> um, so that um, 
I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm technically, I'm not free. I'm not free to have new relationships and move forward. So um, I think it's, this is a very, uh, for some people more than others, this is a very um, powerful uh, relational dynamic, this idea of cutting people out of our lives. And I, ideally, we're doing everything we can to keep in contact. Um, we may vary how much we do, um, but not getting too distant as a result of, you know, to to use that to reduce the relationship anxiety. But, but um, when we if and when we come back together, perhaps we haven't spoken to each other for a few months and then we come back together and then we act as if nothing's happened. Um, that's likely to set us up for another bout of uh, emotional cutoff down the track um, because, again, we're, 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 not, we're not actually resolving anything. We're not actually dealing with anything. We're just distancing um, to varying degrees every time things get uncomfortable. We use that distance to let things pseudo settle down um, and then we come back again but but there's this subtext of tension that builds up over time um, and you know families that struggle to have a healthy level of functioning often end up with uh, you know there's family members all the time not talking with and not refusing to deal with one another um, and then again that forces other family members into a third party or triangle dynamic where they're passing messages backwards and forwards or they're speaking on behalf of other family members and then we've got all these lateral conversations because nobody's wanting to deal with each other directly or they find that they can't stay calm and regulated while trying to have direct conversations um, so that the tension then and the emotional reactivity is spread and even more across the family or we're drawing the kids in because mum and dad can't have a civil conversation um, or refuse to deal with each other directly. So then children are pulled into dealing with adult dynamics um, more than they should and, and dealing with relational interactions that, that aren't, aren't their responsibility. Um, so I think it's, it's well worth looking at if we are in emotional cutoff with uh, people or people, uh, people or people, a person or people, uh, or persons, I should say a person or persons, there we go, we had a few runs at that to get that um, um, reasonably uh, make, making some degree of sense. Um, then again, can I make, can I, can I move myself towards greater maturity and, and, um, healthier long-term dynamics by by moving back into a little bit of discomfort proactively rather than waiting for a reactive blow up and starting to reach out starting to to um, stay with uncom uncomfortable conversations or speak our way through um, so that cutting off people cutting people out of our lives becomes um, a last resort and and only when absolutely necessary and like I said you know also that those that we no longer have any interaction with and and those dynamics that finished abruptly and very reactively and very um, tensely um, how much space is still being taken up in my mind and absorbed by those relationships and 
How do I find integration? Learning from those so that I'm freeing up energy for my life goals and for the relationships that I have going forward. And is there anything I can learn so that I'm not overly repeating this dynamic going forward? Um, there's a lot that can be said about this sort of topic, but I thought I'd just bring that one up um, because, like I said, it, 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 it can be very tempting to, to cut people um, out and, and chop people out because it's just it's too uncomfortable to, to deal with them um, and we've just had enough. Um, and again, uh, you know, you need to make those assessments uh, in, you know, person to person. So it's, you know, there, there is grounds sometimes. This is not a generalisation, you know, no, no matter how bad people get with us, we need to stick in there. That's not what we're saying at all. Um, but in reasonably functional dynamics, um, can we stick in a bit longer? Or if we are reaching out to repair after a period of cutoff, um, are we making sure that we can, you know, that we're not leaving things hanging in the air and unresolved that are going to increase the likelihood that we're going to go into another phase of extreme distance again? Um, and like I said, you know, also, um, you know, how, how distant are you in my mind? Because, you know, I remember even um, after my divorce, um, for years I would have thought on my ex-wife, on my fam the family system I'd been in, um, the things that worked, the things that failed. Um, uh, you know, I wasn't in physical contact with my ex-wife, but, but I was, you know, I was still in my relationship every single day in my mind for a long, long time. Um, and if we're, you know, that, that, that doesn't help, that doesn't help moving forward and it brings burden, uh, though what we don't resolve in previous relationships or resolve in our family system, those are the pressures that we're going to bring in, bring to bear, um, on our new relationships. Um, and that means we're starting already with, um, a, a fair bit of emotional baggage and that, that is not going to help us. So there you go. There's our episode, um, episode 152, um, a bit more on uh, relational patterns. I hope it gives you some food for thought. Um, there are some definite uh, good resources in this regard. Bowen Family Systems Therapy is where I came across the idea of emotional cutoff. Um, so well worth um, checking, checking that out if you're curious to learn more. Um, Roberta Gilbert is an excellent author on this topic. Uh, as a YouTube resource, I would suggest uh, Jerry Wise, Relationship Systems. He talks a fair bit about low contact or going no contact. Um, so there's a nice resource. And um, I'm sure that there's plenty of others out there. It's just that um, that's what comes to mind at the moment. Um, but I hope you enjoyed the episode. So thank you so much. Um, so for now, uh, as always, for those of you who've been listening along with the episodes for a long period of time, my profoundest thanks and gratitude. If you've just joined us, thank you. If you want to continue to support the show, uh, please, how you do that is go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find the program. And I greatly appreciate everybody who's gone and, and, and done that. And big thanks, thanks uh, if, if you're one of those people. Very, very grateful. Um, the show is also available on other podcast mediums, Stitcher, Podbean, 
um, and elsewhere, as well as at the website emergencetraining.com.au. Um, so thank you again um, for uh, being with me on this episode. Like I said, I hope, hope it gave you some good food for thought. Um, and as always, I wish everyone every joy, happiness and success on your life path. So until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.